What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of the Giants Guys. It's a podcast you love to hate. And of course, I am your host, Craig Santucci, and you're stuck with me. So um, you better get used to it now. In the lab with me, Spartan Mike, we've got Chris. And as promised, not one time, two time Super Bowl champ. That's right, two time <laughs> Chase, Chase Blackburn. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. you Thanks friend. for having me on, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's like this is like a thing now. We got to do this yeah. every summer. In fact, last time I had you on, all right, you were in the parking lot of the baseball stadium. That's right. Uh, you had, and I wrote it down, right? Um, it was around this time last year. Anybody who's not familiar with with, with minor league baseball, you were at the Clippers game. Yep. With all your boys and, and your wife. And uh, Mike and Chris, he's telling us how he's at the Clippers game. And for a good 10 minutes, we're like, how is he at a basketball game? Like, we were like, <laughs> what is he doing? Right. So we figured out that he was at the, um, the, uh, Cleveland guardians minor league, yeah. uh, game. So where's the family now? Uh, they're, in, they're still in Charlotte right now. So I'm in Tennessee now with the Titans, obviously. And, uh, you know, so I'm here in Nashville getting ready to finish up these last couple of weeks of OTA's mini camp yep. before we go back to Ohio for our foundation events and all that and have our little summer. They so you'll spend the summer right in now. Ohio with, like, with the family? Yeah, well, we'll go up there. We'll do our, uh, you know, obviously the foundation events. We'll go up there for a week or two. Um, and then we got baseball again. My boys are involved in travel ball. Um, and so my middle son's on a pretty, pretty good 10 U team that, you know, we won some the world series deal last year. We're trying to repeat and nice. go down and do some stuff uh, this year. So we have East Cobb come this weekend. And then we go down to Florida for the perfect game world series in July. Mm-hmm. So we'll be down there doing that. And then he got invited to a perfect game, something, I don't know, all-star classic, something, whatever. So, we're going to do that. It'll be a good time. And awesome. uh, will they actually come to, to Tennessee to hang out with you when school starts or how's that going to work? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it We're figuring all that out as we go. Um, they're coming up this next week um, during mini camp. They're going to come up after this next tournament here. Um, we're going to try to figure out all that kind of stuff, but okay. you know, play it day by day right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. All right. So I'm looking at my notes. I, I wanted to print them out. And of course, have in front of you, but I want to talk about linebackers just in general. So we know about Blake Martinez. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. Um, so he goes down with an ACL, you know, last year, third game of the season. Um, I guess my question is, how hard is it to come back from that injury, Chase? Because as you all know better than anyone, you know, when you're playing inside, you got guys around your ankles, guys around your feet, you know, you're scraping, you know, and there's bodies around you. Like, how hard is that going to be for Blake Martinez to come back from? Um, he looks ready to go. You know what I mean? They say he's he looks um, – we interviewed Ryan Dunleavy from the Post last week, and he was like, he's definitely, you know, um, further along than expected. But tell me, like, what, what's what's it like playing linebacker, after, you know, after an injury? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously speaking from personal experience, you know, obviously every injury is different and the timetables are different from every guy. And, you know, everything you can do is just trying to get back on the field to play and help your team and develop a role for that team. And, you know, it's no different coming off my rookie year, um, same type of situation where, you know, I got hurt in my rookie year on Christmas Eve. I had my neck, you know, got mm-hmm. carted off, ended up in a neck brace for 10 weeks and 
doing all that all over. And so, mm. you know, you're just doing everything you can every day and you have no idea what the outcome is going to be in reality. Like you just don't know what the reality is going to be for the future. Uh, but you just, all you can do is put all your hopes and everything and the, the guys that are helping you, your training staff and your weight room staff and the ability of, of, you know, all our medical advisors and, you know, just doing everything possible, humanly possible to get back on the field and be ready to go so that when training camp happens or whatever time you are able to get back on the field, that first contact for me was the biggest thing is, you know, being a neck injury. That was the biggest thing for me being like, Hey man, can I, can I absorb this contact? Can I go hit somebody? Can I, you know, all that kind of stuff. And cause I could run around, I could do all that in shorts and be fine. Um, from my personal experience, but, you know, I think the first thing for me was Brandon Jacobs on the goal line and, and training <laughs> camp. Uh, that was about what I knew, like, Oh, I'll be okay. You know, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll survive this and, and life will be good. So part of it's mental, part of it's physical. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's a little bit of doubt still in your back of your mind until you do it. Right. I mean, there's, there's always going to be that, but it's, again, it's just confidence and everybody that's put into you to, to get you to that point. Yeah. Cause I mean, we look at it like, you know, Blake's probably been the best inside linebacker we've had since your former teammate, a, you know, AP was AP. here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like the fans love him. They've been dying for a, for a, for a great inside linebacker, you know, for a while. Um, I got to imagine, like I said, a little bit of it's physical, right? And then you get mm-hmm. physical, you feel great. Then the mental is, is like, Hey, when there's guys crawling around my feet, when I'm scraping through tiny little holes, I'm, you know, trying to find a way to get to the ball carrier. Is it in his head? You know, can I, can I absorb the the punishment? Can I, you know, can I pivot the way I need to, you know, or whatever. So I was kind of wondering what you, yeah. Interesting what you're talking about. Like we have some, you know, being here in Tennessee, we got some great sports psychologists and stuff that that's one of the big things they deal with is guys coming back from injury, which obviously, you know, not too long ago was kind of taboo. You didn't say like, Hey, I'm talking to a sports psychologist about, you know, sports performance or sports related anxiety or whatever. Well, that's a big part of it is that injury bounce back. That's really interesting to me is, you know, trying to deal with all the things that are in your mind in that process. Not everyone's mentally the same. So having someone that you can talk and go through it or, or someone that's been through it before makes a big difference. No, Chase, I can, I, can I ask something that, that I've, it's always in the media now with the concussions, everything. And we're talking about all these injuries, how does the amount of contact in an NFL practice in 2022 compare to, let's say, your your rookie year in 2005? Is it completely reduced? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of, it's a lot different. Obviously, the safety and the health and concerns are a lot different. The mm-hmm. NFL and the NFLPA have bargained for a lot different offseason, a lot different training camp. Um, you know, I, and I would say the same thing goes for the guys that were before me, they probably look at 2005 through 2014 and laugh about the, <laughs> um, they laugh about the impact of the contact that we dealt with. I'm sure uh, compared to what they dealt with the three days and all that kind of stuff going back yeah. to back to back to back to back to back to back to game to back to back. There was no rest day. Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure every generation will probably have some of the same similarities. I'm sure too. Uh, you know, these players get paid a lot more money now. So they're commodities. You don't want to wear them out in practice. Right. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a game related business. It's a high, you know, it's a high important um, as far as high importance of, of durability and availability. That's, you know, I'd say it's one of the biggest things. Obviously there's talent, there's 
um, you know, ability, playmaking ability and all those type of things, but being durable and having the availability, you know, especially now in the 18 game season to go out there week in, week out and play. Do you yeah. guys like laugh at that? Like behind closed doors, you're like 18. I mean, you know, you're like, I got an odd number of games. Like it just seems silly. Like, you know, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just thinking yeah. behind closed doors. You guys must be like, what's with the extra game? You know, I'd say as every, whatever game they put on your schedule, you're trying to win. So whatever they, however many they put out there, we're trying to go after for dub. So it doesn't really affect yeah. it. Just, we know just the preparation of it goes into the next week. It is what it is. Makes sense. Go ahead, Chris. You want to jump in? Yeah. Hey, Chase, just congratulations on, uh, you know, being the special teams coordinator with the Titans. So congrats. As much as we, you know, wish we were at the Giants, you know, congratulations, you yeah. know, your new position with, with the Titans. Uh, so they, Chase, I'm an assistant here, but just, but okay. just I just want to clear that. Yeah. So I just want, right. I don't want to be, I don't want to have any false information. Yes. Okay. It's all, Very good. it's all good. Still doing it, enjoying it, loving life and, and having, working for great people. Absolutely. So Chase, you know, you, you hear nowadays, you know, he's a two day, he's a, uh, a two down linebacker. He's, he can, he can, he, he's a three down linebacker. When guys are getting drafted nowadays, considering you're playing the nickel, the dime and a lot of these downs, how much does a scheme fit weigh into, let's say a two down linebacker? Because, Hey, you know, you weren't considered a three down linebacker in some cases, right. but Hell of an interception, right in the Super Bowl with Gronkowski. <laughs> so I mean, you got downfield pretty well, and I think uh, you know you you change that narrative pretty pretty quickly after making that great catch. You know, at the end of the day, I think again, I, I understand the I understand the, the labels or whatever that people put on different things, but you know, even being a quote unquote two down linebacker, my that my mindset didn't change. I was going to play three downs, right? You know, my mind it was like, all right, I got to prepare for nickel. I got to prepare for dime. I got to be the Mike or be the will or be the money or be the Mac, whatever kind of system you're running. Like you got to be available to do it. I mean, we talked about before, you never know, even if you're the backup, say I'm playing two downs, but then one of the other guys goes down I'm the next guy in to go and sub. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change my mindset the way I practiced. Um, But, you know, I I definitely think you can definitely tell a little bit of difference in the play style or the uh, body types of the guys that are viewed as, inside versus outside or, or, or coverage backers money versus Mac or Mike versus will, you know, whatever your system, but there's definitely differences and variances versus, you know, I guess that, that three down backer by prototypical standards would be a guy that has the right size, has the speed, has the athletic ability, the, the fluidness in his hips and pass coverage ability. Um, like, like, a Keegle, like Keegley. Yeah, there's not very – like, in reality, there's probably not a million of them. <laughs> there's a reason why that three-down backer is so coveted because yeah. there's not a ton of them. Yeah. Right. And ironically, Chase, real quick, I mean, the, the last game of the season against the Patriots, you had the pick, and obviously you were a tackling machine as well. But that first game, I think you were with, uh, against the Packers. I think you were only in town for like three days. And if yeah. my memory serves me <laughs> correct, you picked off Aaron Rodgers. You were you were at practice maybe two days. And there, yeah. there's Chase Blackburn, number 93. Yeah, I got there on Wednesday. He thought I was a – he, he told me after the game, because we had, we've known each other for a little while, but he told me after the game that he's like, oh, I saw a 93 running down the middle of the field. Like, I'm definitely throwing it. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm just going to – I saw a 90 number. I thought it was a defensive end. And, you know, which is interesting now with the rules right. being changed last year with all the, the numbers and the single digits and all that stuff. Um, that's that's what they were talking about with the, the rule change because it's, it's such a difference in you're used to seeing certain body types and certain numbers and – now it's different. I, I wouldn't so even true. buy in. I wouldn't even buy into that until he just said that. 
Like yeah. I wouldn't even like the body type I buy into. I get that. But the but the numbers, like, oh yeah, I see a 93 running down the field. I'm letting this thing fly because there's no way 93's gonna cover this this tight end. And you realize, oh crap, that's not a tight defense end. It's a that's a linebacker who's right. way more agile than the and not even that. Like a lot of times 93s would be outside linebackers in those in those three, four schemes. You know what I mean? So yeah. they were on the line type guys and and now you know, 93 middle linebacker versus on the linebacker is a little yep. different too. So I could be dropping into coverage. Exactly. Yeah. Not, yep. That's cool. I never thought, literally never thought about that. Hey, Chris, that's a good question. I didn't even think about it. It's like, <laughs> Sometimes like, have you know, that's why he's here. That's why he's here. Come on. Yeah, I know. Hey, once in a while, I, you know, yeah. Sticks to the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's, let's, let's go back for a second. It's like a comparison, like not comparison, but look, when you're a rookie in 2005, you got a quarterback by the name of Eli Manning is, is in his second year. It's really his first year as a full-time starter because he came in like, you know, middle of the year for Kurt Warner. As we know, the Giants have Daniel Jones. We He's had some ups and downs, you know. I'm just kind of wondering, like, what's it like when you, when, when you were playing and you've got a young quarterback? Is it where the defense minds its own business and they're just like, hey, we're doing our job? Or is everybody like, hey, man, you're going to get this. We got your back. Because, like, we're all trying to figure out where Daniel Jones sits in the grand scheme of things. We're all rooting for him to do well, at least over here on this side of the fence anyway. (laughs) Um, You know, we want him to do well. We can't quite figure out what he is. He's had, you know, he's had some injuries. He's had some inconsistencies. But you kind of went through that, you know, with with Eli. Because Eli definitely got better and better and better as he went along. What's it like in the locker room when you're supporting a young guy? I, I mean, hell, I was a young guy too, right? So I, we've all been there. We've all done that kind of deal. And at the end of the day, it's about the guys that are around everybody and put together and the belief that they have in each other. Um, every good team I've been on, even from the moment we walked in the building, everyone believed that Eli was the guy, uh, that he could take us where we wanted to go. He was going to perform in the, in the high-stress moments. Um, we saw it in training camp. We saw it in practices day in, day out. And – um, obviously he did that, you know, it wasn't always maybe not drawn up, you know, coach speak wise, <laughs> yeah, but sure. it, it worked out. And, and, um, there's something to people like that. And, and again, I think it's the people around him. Like, do they believe, you know, do, do we believed, uh, in Eli as an organization, as a team, um, player to player, coach to player, player to coach, like it was a belief in the whole, whole deal. And that's what makes successful teams. In my opinion is, is that ability of, of developing that belief, whether even before it comes to fruition, that's yeah, probably sure. a better way to say it. Even before, sure. even before it happens, you believe it. And that's usually what develops the great teams. No, that's cool. Cause like, I was thinking like, I remember again, I, I never played pro ball. I never even played division one football, but I always remember when I played the defense had their own locker room. The offense had their own locker room. Like something could happen across the hall on the offensive side of the ball. And, I'd have no idea. Like there could be two guys fighting in the locker room and we would yeah. know. Like defense kind of stayed with the defense. The offense stayed with the with the offense. I was just kind of yeah. wondering like what it was like. It's, 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 I'm assuming it's not like that in a pro locker room. No, no, definitely not. I think you know, I, half my half my closest friends were either specialists or offensive players. I mean, just the way it works out, you know. Um, but, you know, to, to go back to that, we were talking about, but it can happen that way. If you look at even – the way it gets segregated sometimes that like we were in the preseason against the jets. We did a joint practice training camp. You probably all remember it. Shockey and Vilma and 
all yeah, that baby. whole deal that went down. They were they were up on the top fields and we're on the bottom fields versus their offense. And, you know, they're up there getting just cremated. There was some gentleman's agreement about we're not going to lay guys out over the middle and angle tackles and all this kind of stuff. Well, we're down there, you know, under Coughlin. You better you better be on it because basically it was you're out of practice. If you do one of those things, you're done. You're out, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden – we catch wind of it through the equipment guys or whatever. I can't remember how it exactly transpired of what was going on up top. We're like, all right, well, we're not going to let our quarterback and our receivers and our tight ends and running backs just get teed off on without doing something about it. So we started doing something about it. And then it became Woo! a brawl up top, a brawl down below. So what do we do? We decide it's a good idea. Hey, let's stop offensive defense. Let's bring everyone together and do special teams. You got, you got okay. dudes that are trying to make the team yeah. in a high – high velocity situations yep it didn't get any better from there i can promise you that practice was cut short and uh it was on couple, my donkey kong at that point yeah so you know when you say that that's how teams are built though like offense has the defense defense is the offense special teams has both sides like everyone has each other it's all three phases and at that point when you feel you feel invincible and you know whether you're a player or a coach you feel invincible if you can sure. develop that within the team. It's funny how you say offensive guys and some special guys were your buddies. Like when I, when I tweeted out that you were coming on the show, a first guy to, to retweet, retweet, it was Dominic Hickson. Oh, of course. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like I said, we, 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 uh, you know, we're big fans. We interviewed him last year with yeah. the whole Super Bowl fishing thing. I even was like, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. You guys are both Ohio guys. I'm like, you, you guys gotta go. each other. He, he told us, he goes, he goes, dude, he's like, the only offer I had, okay, was Akron. He's like, yep. you know, and then you and I talked, and I clearly, I tell this story all the time. I'm like, you know, Chase told us that his dad said, are you a man of your word? Because yep. you you told me that, like, you know, you got some late opportunities to go right. to Ohio State, but your Different, dad looked yep. in the eye and was like, you gave this man your word, you know, you're going to Akron. And there's Dominic Hickson saying, holy bleep, when Chase Blackburn shows up, we're like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, cause no one, you know, no one, you know, you were like the guy, you know, in Ohio that time. So yeah. it was just cool. He was telling us that story. He's like, he's like, Craig, I didn't have any other op opportunity. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this guy had a whole bunch of them and he walked on Akron and we were all like, Whoa, this is awesome. So it was just cool to, to see him, uh, you know, retweet yeah. it and, you know, to, to say what's up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go Super Bowl fishing, man. He gets where it's at. We went yeah. down there a few years ago. It was fantastic. He does a great job with it. I, I was in the outer bank. Unbelievable dude. Yeah, no, good guy. He, he shared a bunch of cool stories with. I was uh I was in the outer banks. I told him, I said, I'm gonna be in the outer banks in July. You want to bring the boat up? I'm like, I'll I'll take the whole family on the board. He's like, I don't know if I can make it. So I got there and I texted him. I go, I don't know where you are, but if you bring that boat up, he's like, I have never been there. He's like, but I, I'm booked out. I can't get up there, Craig. He's like, maybe next time. So I, I've heard, you know, he does a really good job. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic, obviously. Uh, knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he does hog hunt. He does all sorts of hunting trips and all that stuff, too. Like, he's he's an outdoorsman. He's got so much stuff going on, um, cool. you know. So. Is he coming to play golf on the 24th is the question. No, he's not coming to play golf. He's got, you know, he's busy, man. That guy's big, booked up. Yeah. He's got a construction <laughs> company now, too, and real estate and everything. He's Got a little bit of everything going. Landscaping. Busy. All right. He's hustling. Yeah, he's, he's got it going. All right, Mike, you got something? Go ahead, jump in. Yeah, what I wanted to ask, Chase, is this. Uh, I mean, you beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. 
here we are 11 years old later and and the dude's still playing 11 yeah. years he's still playing it's insane yeah. yeah and and you know i know you guys are playing him in the preseason this year not the regular season but what i wanted to ask you is you know what were the strategies behind beating tom brady back then and do you think what you learned from the coaching staff on the giants back then when you were playing would you still apply that to try to beat him today man that's a great question um I think every team is different. I think every game's got to be approached differently. Um, but he's still playing at that high of a level, which is insane. Um, you know, if anybody knows him, you know, obviously Coach Rabel knows him, uh, playing yeah. with him. So there's a, you know, he's got way more insight than I ever will. Um, you know, being on the other side of the ball, he sees him every day in practice, saw him every day in practice for a long time. And, you know, I think if anybody has any, you know, insight, it'll be him. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, he was in the league for five years by the time you got drafted. You had a full-on career, like a long NFL career, and he's still playing like another like I, full-on I career. I can't like imagine that. what he feels like. I know what I feel like every day, and I can't imagine what he feels like. <laughs> I was just like – I'm still trying to like figure out, like, he must be a cyborg or something because it's yeah. like – it's absolutely impossible for me to get out of bed. And I only played D3 ball. Okay, right. I mean, like, and like, I get out of bed and my lower back hurts and my hamstrings are tight and I'm like, my neck's all out of whack. This dude's been playing for twenty something years. It's you literally crazy. can't imagine. He's, I mean, you got to think. I don't know how many classes now that he's. They were born after he was in the league. I mean, everybody at this point. I mean, that was yeah. I mean, it was you know Jeff Fegels was that way to me when I got in, and yeah. it was like. Holy cow, you're in the league for 22 years. Wow. I guess the punter might be able to pull it off, right? Yeah, but still, it's even more crazy as a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to read this one because I'm trying to figure this out. So when you played for the Giants, Thomas McGay, he's the special teams coach, right? Yep. And you win, and he wins the Super Bowl. You like he we won a Super Bowl with McGahee as the special teams coordinator. Tom Tom Quinn was the special teams coordinator. T-Mac was the assistant. Okay, assistant. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm assuming – I'm assuming McGahee goes and gets you or tells them to go get you to bring you to Carolina, right? Because now you're working with him. Now you played for him. Now you're working with him. Is that so far accurate? Uh, Yeah. So so he left after the Super Bowl, went to LSU to become the coordinator, to have a chance to call it and become a coordinator. Yep. Obviously, hit a couple places, went to um, Carolina. We actually were interviewing for the same job as okay. the assistant. Okay. He got the assistant job. And then Bruce DeHaven, who was the coordinator at the time, got sick of, with cancer again for the second time and had to step down. Team and they had brought me in as an intern at that point, and then T Mac was like, "We gotta, you know, if I'm going to be the coordinator, he's going to be my assistant." Um, brought me under his wing, taught me a whole lot of stuff, taught me a whole lot of football. Um, great human being, awesome coach. So exciting as hell. Uh, okay, all right. So there's still one question to be had here. All right. Uh-oh. So you saw so I texted you in the off season to congratulate. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like, and you said, in fact. I, I don't I'm sure I don't have it still. I'm not that weird, but I know like if I remember correctly, you were like good things to come, right? Was yeah. the first one. 
How are you not with the Giants? McGee is there. Like, how is this not possible? Well, Blev was also already there. Yeah. Anthony Blev was already there. So, like, uh, obviously Tom Quinn was there. Blev was there. Um, they already have a great – they had those guys in there. Great. Again, I've known Anthony a long time. Good coach. Yeah. Uh, does a great job. So, you know, it all, God works in all things in, in, in good. And uh, we'll figure everything out day by day, year by year. And – you know, I'm in I a just, great spot right now. Oh, no. And I'm not saying I'm not no. even applying that. You know, I'm not no. doing that. But oh, I'm I know. Like, I know. But I obviously, go back to New York and all that. Hey, if it's meant to be, it'll happen at some point. It ain't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got you. And I appreciate that because, like, you were like, good things to come. And I was like, I was like, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. You know what I mean? I didn't go get me wrong. I didn't mean to get your, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. No, no, no. It's cool, dude. <laughs> like, listen, we, we root for – we root – what's the old saying? It's true. Once a giant, always a giant. Yeah, we, we we root for all the guys. You know, we root for whoever goes anywhere. You can play on a team one year, ten years. We root for you know for the players that wore wore Giants blue. I mean, yeah, I was excited, but at least you know you landed in like I said, good city, good spot. Yeah, you know, Vrabel seems like a really cool dude. But I, I was just you. like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, gay, he's here. This seems like such a good fit. So you know, um, and and he's good at what he does because they retained him, right? I mean, yeah. you think oh, about. Yeah. How he, he must be good enough that you got a new GM, a new head coach, and they still retain the special teams guy. So he must he, he must be that good because they didn't bring a whole lot of those guys back. No, he's a good teacher, a good leader, a good coach. I mean, he does he does a lot of good stuff. So and obviously they must they had a lot of uh, respect for him with, within the organization all the way up to the top. So no doubt in my mind, he was there before. You know they know him. Yeah, and they they've known him from when he was young. Now and I'm sure. They're just like, man, he's just been a consistent guy. Chris, read me, read me off all three events because we're going to talk about those, right? He's got and let and and so I've got the Chris, we got the uh the golf scramble. I've got the 5k run, right? Yep, 5k run in the camp. Read read them all for me. You want me? No, I can read them. Oh, Chris, okay. you got them or you want me to read them? Yeah, so um we have the ninth annual Blackburn Chasing the Cure Celebrity Golf Scramble. That's going to be held at the Ridge Golf and Gardens uh, in Marysville, Ohio, on Friday, June 24th. Uh, shotgun start will be at 10 a.m. And then there's the sixth annual Blackburn Chasing the Cure 5K Run Walk and Kids. Fun Run will be on Sunday, the 26th. And the Fun Run is starting at 7.45 a.m. The 5K Run begins at 8 a.m. And this is great, too. The Free Youth Football Camp. So that's going to be the eighth annual Blackburn Chasing the Cure Youth Football Camp. That's camp that's going to be held Saturday, June twenty fifth. Uh, the free camp will be offered for uh, kids six to thirteen, boys and girls. So yeah. Chase, I'm going to read. I'm going to read you this because I thought you'd want to know. It says uh, I got this uh, tweet from um, a DM from one of the guys who like you know listens to the Giants guys and he reads the website and all stuff says, Hey, Craig, hope things are going well. Enjoyed your interview with Daniel Bellinger. Uh, I'm rooting for this guy to be successful as a, a giant for a long time. Unfortunately, I'm unable to attend Chase's golf outing in Ohio. I have a work obligation that I need to attend during that time. However, I want to remain uh, good on my promise. So here's my offer. I reviewed the registration uh, website. I'd like to offer a purchase, either a beer cart sponsor or a celebrity golf cart sponsor on behalf of the giants guys. Uh, according to the website, the sponsors will be promoted during the event. Uh, let me know what I need to do and tell Chase I apologize for not being able to attend the event. Uh, there's always next year. Let me know if that works for you. 
So, um, love it. yeah. And so the same thing. So I was going to, uh, and I told you that I was going to buy a Tucson to give away. It's impossible to find a lot of people to go to Ohio. No offense. Like, <laughs> like, like, like if, we recruit local. Yep. So what I do is I got, so my accountant turns out I'm with my accountant today. Turns out my accountant has the contract for the NFL alumni association. I had no idea. Wow. So um, I have a twosome that we're going to, my accountant's going to come um, uh, to, to play golf. And then I'm going to match whatever I'm not allowed to say his name because he wants it to be anonymous. Yep. I'm going to match this. So after we're done here, I'm going to look at uh, the two sponsors. He said there's a uh, celebrity golf cart um, or beer cart sponsor. So we're going to the um, we can either call it the NY Giants rush cart or the Giants guys cart. We're going to we're going to give one sponsorship and I'll have I'll have a, I'll have my, my accountant is going to come. So we'll have some money coming your way. Thank you. Excited yeah. about it. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, like we're a little far from you, but no, you're yeah. good. I'll, I don't I'll know, say I'm, this. I'm I was, hours right now. I'm kind of considering this, to be honest with you. There's a lot. Yeah. I always show up in bulk now. They, they get out there. So we're, you know, we're good with uh, our, our, our golf outing. I think we have maybe two, two foursomes, uh, two foursomes left on oh. the whole deal. So, right, yeah, well, I mean, we, one for me. Yeah. I got I already had uh, two included. I have your, I have your okay. group there. Good, good. Uh, but yeah, the other oh. you know, two left. So, Mike, listen to this story. I got Chase on last week. I told you he's in the parking lot. His kids are inside running around. His poor wife's probably chasing around. He's got like <laughs> he's got three monsters like cruising around the stadium. And I tell him that I'm on the I was interviewing Jake Bauer last week, right? I I wish I had it here. I should have brought the clip. Because Ballard says to me, I mean, Ballard's Jack. I mean, he's yeah. Jack, Jack, right? And I'm like, Jake, how freaking big are you? Right. So he goes, he goes. I'm 299. I never thought, I never thought another moment about it. So I said to Chase, I go, Hey, I was talking to Jake, seeing if he was going to come play. Right. He goes, and I tell him the story. I'm like, he's jacked, man. And he's like, got this big beard. And he goes, what did he tell you? How big he was? I go 299. He goes, who says they're 299? You're either, <laughs> no, you're either, you're either 299. Yeah, or you're 300. He's like, he's like, a guy that's 299 is really like 310. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It was awesome. You. It was awesome. So so Jake shows up at at I don't know if, what the ceremony was at the stadium. I got a picture with him. I came over. Your anniversary deal or yeah, yeah. I introduced myself to him. He's like, oh man, what's up? I was like, just want to let you know that stunt you pulled, that 299 stunt. I'm like, I got you. I'm like, 299. He's like, who dimed me out? I'm like, Blackburn. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy. He'll yeah. be at the golf event. He'll be there. He'll be one oh, of the guys coming? there. Yeah, right. yeah. That's so awesome. He's, he's I'm telling you, Spartan, is. you're you're a young dude with no responsibilities. You need to get on a plane <laughs> and you should go. Craig, I just got on a plane to come see you and grab a beer, man. Well, let's not. Let's not stretch that right. out. I'd rather do Chase Blackburn on on a Friday. Good to see your family. I just happen to live in New Jersey. That's all. Right. That's true. All right. So one is free football camp. That's super cool. Um, and that's on the that's on the Saturday on the twenty fifth. So you so right. that's the and that's eight eight years you've been doing that. So you you get a couple of your boys out there to help you out. Yeah, yeah. We've been we were, we'll be fortunate. I got a lot of guys that I played either college ball with or NFL. Uh, we got our high school coaching staff as well as some other local high school staffs to come out. Um, actually have a, a couple college coaches that'll be there cool. helping out. So, I mean, we, 
we really do a big, obviously, you know, Memorial Sports Medicine is huge for us. They, you know, they help uh, one of our platinum sponsors. They provide, you know, the EMTs and the training staff and everybody oh. for that. And as well as the high school, we have, you know, the new Impact Stadium, you know, and, and Honda Marysville and, and Impact 60 are, you know, the, our, our biggest donors. And they also are the ones that were the biggest donors of the stadium, which is pretty awesome of, of what they've done for our community um, and, and allows it to, to go off and, and help our calls as well. No, that's super cool. Cause awesome. you know, like I said, like six to 13, like, you know, you're getting right up to eighth grade, basically. You're, yeah. You're, make, you're, you're making the next, you know, uh, you know, Akron, Ohio state football. Yeah. Player, yeah. We got, yeah. Gabe powers uh, just is going to be a freshman at Ohio state. So it'll be, it'll be a fun one. Uh, he just, he's got a scholarship there and his little brother. He's a good, good player. There's quite a few coming out of Marysville now and that have been through the camp that are getting to be good players. So my daughter um, committed full scholarship to Michigan State University to play oh, field man. hockey. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I've been all Spartaned up now for like two years, right? Does it hurt you? What? What? That, you, what, that Ohio beats us every year? Oh, no. I wouldn't, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wouldn't even go in there. Yeah. I was just saying, like, to be to be wearing Michigan State stuff, like. Well, well what's wrong with that, Chase? I'm yeah, just so, saying. <laughs> so yeah. I met Mike. I met Mike because Mike coincidentally went to Michigan State. He was telling me how great of a school it was, and I was telling him how Skyler committed, got a full scholarship. You know, we're all spartaned up. So I've been hitting up Jake, like, we're going to beat your ass this year. I'm like, Kenneth Walker's going to run over. He's like, you do know that we've beaten you, like, 12 out of 14 times, right? And I was like. This is the year. As soon as the game when he goes, told you. <laughs> I won't hold you. Well, I will say this, Chase, because you're an Ohio guy, and I did want to talk to you about that briefly. When Michigan State was really good at you know, 2013, 2015, our whole roster was made up of Ohio guys that didn't go to Ohio State. So, yeah. you know, as much as they can try to hate you guys, it's like, I mean, you know, your your wonderful state gave us all the talent we needed to. <laughs> Yeah, to accomplish what we did. Ohio but, pumps out football players, man. Yeah, Chase, why is that? Why is Ohio different? I remember watching a documentary about Maslin uh, Tigers football in the 1999 season. That would have been a little bit before you graduated from where you went to high school. But, I mean, you guys pump out talent in the Midwest like no other state out there. Illinois, that's where I am right now. They don't even yeah. come close, and they have a bigger population. So what, what does Ohio do differently? That's interesting. You know, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, obviously I think we have some good coaches that care about the the youth and it's been that way for a long time. So it's been passed down through generations of the parents caring about the sport caring about Friday night towns do shut down. You know, like our town was right. one of those that Friday night, Friday you night weren't doing anything, but going to the game. Um, I think some of it has to do with, there's probably not a lot going on. It's not like LA out in Cali, whatever, like they have some athletes, but they may be involved in other stuff. Uh, where basketball is not quite as popular. Uh, I mean, not that there's not popular in baseball is you can't play all year round like the Southern States. So there's a lot of focus on football and being strong and, and kind of doing the, you know, maybe lifting a little earlier than some States or whatever, but yeah, for whatever reason, they put out a lot of good high school, college players. Um, you know, I still don't think, I can't remember what ranking Ohio is in the NFL as far as producing talent, but it's in the top. Five oh, or six or yeah. Yeah. You know, you get like California and Florida, but I'm pretty sure Ohio's top five, top six. It, it's somewhere year. in that range. I know like you got California, Florida, Texas, um, I think Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Yep. 
You know, I think Georgia, and, and I think Louisiana actually has one of the higher per capita. Per capita, I'm not yeah. sure that they're that's, total. That's because they're trying to not get shot, Chase. They're trying to get out of there as quick as possible. It's just China. It's just crazy about you know everyone has a reason of how they got to where they got. Everyone's got their own story, and and, um, and I, I guess now maybe that's Ohio. You don't you're sick of farming, or, or you're <laughs> I don't know, but just, trying to get out. Like, well, I'm just saying. Listen, I love I love. Uh, you know, Louisiana, like the rest of them, but it's, it's got the number one and the number two, you know, murder capitals of the country. Like it's a tough place to be. There's a lot of yeah. people that want to get out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've had some teammates from those areas and, you know, they've, I've heard a lot of stories and a lot of things that they've went through in their life. And, yep. um, you know, this. All right. So the walk, different. so you got the walk is on Sunday. And then of course the golf scramble. So, um, Tell me about the charity. How'd you get, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit last year. Yeah. What, what made you start the charity? So, you know, kind of my wife and I have always had a, a, a belief in giving back. We're both from Marysville, Ohio and Union County there. Both grew up together and, and have had a, a want to give back and help people. We've always kind of had that in our body and our blood just to, to do that. And um, I think, two of the biggest things happened one her brother her best friend's little brother who was like her little brother passed away of Ewing sarcoma um mm-hmm. in high school and so that was a big impact in that obviously playing with mark herzlich who also was a was a ewing sarcoma survivor but the same disease which is like one in three hundred thousand, um just happened to know two people very well um and then the, our breast cancer survivors in our family have been impacted with breast cancer in a number of different areas of our life. Her mom, her aunt, and other people, and aunt, my aunts, um, just, you know, it's been relevant in our lives. And finally in 2000, after the 2011 Super Bowl there, 2012, I guess, February, um, my wife's like, we just got to do it. We have a platform. We have to make an impact. We can't just keep we were donating and doing all this stuff, but you don't know where it's going and you just, you know, you're giving to these causes and you're not doing it and giving your time or putting your name on it or giving your energy. And so finally it was like, we're going to do this. We got to just go after it right now. We just want to see bull. Let's go after it. Let's start it. And you know, if, if it's, a, if it's a success, great. If it's not, we tried and we'll figure it out from there. And you know, that we, so we, you know, unknowing of, all that was to come yeah. we're like all right we'll just get the 501c3 we'll be able to do this well you know you have to apply for that it takes forever with all the documentation the government getting involved and the backgrounds yeah. and, and the government yeah so it was like okay so we get heard up we got an llc so that we could collect money and donate it on the behalf of the llc from every, all the donors and we were able to do the same thing through susan g coleman osu james um, to, to the breast cancer and, and childhood cancer forms, but to do it ourselves as a 5013C and impact families directly and get to have the relationships that we built with the families, um, help build with the first oncology unit in Union County in Marysville. That's cool. To, to help, you know, give gift cards and things to people or Christmas presents or, uh, on, or, or wigs to, to girls that are going through chemotherapy in high school and college. Okay like those things are impactful and, and yes, they impact others, but they impact our family just as much, uh, if not more like our kids, the impact that, that going through this and teaching them about right now or this early has been awesome. I was going to say, you know, you teach them that young, it becomes part of what they do as they grow older. It's like, right. 
it's like, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, this is what my mom, dad, this is what my yep. dad did. And then it, they, they can carry it on because they're used to doing it. And and it actually kind of creates good humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're great boys, but they probably have a whole side of them that their friends don't don't have. Right. They don't get yeah. they don't see the giving back and the connection that, you know, that you guys do. So, you right. know, my, my hat's off to you there, my friend. I really appreciate one asking me to help out um and whatever we could do to get involved um i gotta play speed round with you real fast so we can end on on a good note all right though, though there's a question on here that mr variable's not gonna like so i have to i have to cross it off with a red line deal i was going yeah, to fill a question get but yeah i see what you're talking about craig get yeah, that gonna, but i didn't do it on purpose because that's not my style but I, I did ask in here for the record. I did ask how many games the Titans were going to win in 2022, but we're scratching it off. We're not even there going. Go. All right, here we go. Uh, you're hanging with the boys. Roller skating or frisbee? Ooh, can it be frisbee golf? Yes, I'll take, I'll take frisbee golf. Boom, done, done. Okay, play for Coach Coughlin on the Jags, or coach for Bill Belichick on the Browns. Oh man, that's a that's a question, huh? It's what I do, dude. It's Who what came, I do. You came up with that one? I come up with all the questions. It's what I wow. do. Wow. Um, I guess I'd say play for Coughlin because I know what I know what he is. Okay, well, hey, let me ask this: Who's the funniest guy you ever played with? The funniest guy, Eli. My best yeah. sense of humor, right? Eli, it was unbelievable. Like the guys, his pranks, the stuff he did. Oh my gosh. Was he funny when he talked though? Like, is he a funny guy when you're just kind of shoot, like, you know, shooting around with him? Or oh, yeah. If you have a beer with him, he's hilarious. Like, All he's right, subtle funny. Okay. Zach Diossi. Diossi's another one. Like, he's outwardly just funny. He's hilarious. He gets stories for days. So, wait, have you seen any of the media that he's done over this last year? Yeah, it's corny. It's, but, it, but is that him? Is that really him? <laughs> But he's better probably when he writes his own material. Okay. Because I mean, the, like, I'm shocked how, how good he is. He was going to pay to have a crane put Jared Lorenzen's car on top of the facility, on top of the Albany basketball arena. Man, that would like, be hilarious. Until he found out that the insurance purposes and if the roof felt caved in, then he wouldn't, you know, I mean, like, he just has some and, price. And is there any reason why he was putting the car up there? Just because that's what Jared he was a rookie and wasn't doing his duties. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh, man. Do we know what kind of car Lorenzo got? Uh, it was a Chrysler 300. Can rest in peace? Like what kind of car did he drive? Chrysler 300. Wow. Chase knows. And he was yeah, going to put it on top of the Albany stadium. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, favorite animated movie. The boys make you watch. And before you answer, I just want to let you know I've seen them all. There's nothing that's too embarrassing. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I mean, I actually like a lot of them. Um, animated. Because they're because all your boys are under the age of ten, right? Uh, twelve, ten, eight. So it's. I mean, the, you know, the the minions was a big one. At, okay. at that time so i think that was a good one to watch because there's enough humor for the older for us that could get it that they had no idea what we we're laughing at so of course they start laughing the incredibles were always my favorite the incredible that's a good one yeah that was a good one um all right toughest running back you had to tackle that you played against not yeah. and not not like jacobs in practice like right game time 
you know, uh, rest his soul. I'm telling Marion Barber was a son of a gun. Mm. He brought it every single down. Didn't matter what quarter. And it, like he was a tough runner. I mean, obviously it, you got the, the usual suspects, Adrian Peterson and priest Holmes and those guys. But when you talk about a guy that you play in the division that you're not really, you may or may not know Marion Barber was the real deal. Yeah. It was a shame. Sad news last week. Yeah. 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 Way too young. No um, doubt. All right, you can only watch one, one football movie. Is it going to be Blindside, Remember the Titans, or Rudy? Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. I got you the know, poster. I got the poster in my in my theater right now. Like upstairs in the boys' like little TV room, signed yeah. all that stuff. We got that. That's my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies. So many great things movie. I could you know show for the yeah. kids. Great movie. Um, so many life lessons for the boys too that are just great to have. Chris, your 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 kids like that movie? Oh yeah, my older one. Yeah, my, my younger one's like Chase's son's age, but my my fifteen year old. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's like, top. Anyone I ask that question to, and listen, Rudy's a classic. Blindside is 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 just tremendous. Like, yeah, and Blindside always my favorite part of the movie is the very last line of the entire movie where she says. And, you know, thanks to Lawrence Taylor, you know, left tackles get paid. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like the, the whole last line yep. is about Lawrence Taylor. That makes that that makes it worth it for you. For you. I get that. I, I know Mike uh, or Michael Orr very well. So obviously that'd be up there. But, you know, I know it's it's weird watching a movie about a guy, you know, real well. So. Oh, yeah. I guess that is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, hey, wait, wait a minute, then. Then let's go into this one. If they're going to make a movie about your life. Chase Blackburn, who plays you? Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out soon. Okay. got to be honest with you. <laughs> if, I were, if I were to pick for you, Chase, you kind of look like Chris Pratt, man. There you go. I'll take that. Oh, that's a good one, Mike. Yeah. Dude. I'll take that. Yo, that's that's a home run there, Spartan. Good job. Um, I'll talk okay. to the producers about that. There Fair we go. <laughs> and uh, Chase could be like the body double. Right. All right. Because I don't know how many, I don't know how much, um, you know, I don't know if Pratt's an athlete or not, though. We'll have to find out. Um, all right, helmet-wise, Giants. You prep, you like the NY or you like the Giants, the word the Giants? I like the NY. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. I liked it. I didn't look, I didn't look up when they, when they changed it again. Did you play with, did you play with the Giants or did you play with, did they switch it? Yeah, all NY. Okay. Um, I, I just I just like the way it looked. I don't know. I, I liked it when they, you know, I always liked when they put like the twin towers coming off, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I just love the uh, the NY. All right, the red jerseys. Did you wear them? Oh yeah, I remember. They you guys lost like almost every game when you wore those cursed they, red jerseys. Dallas in two thousand five. It's a myth. That, that yeah. was the only one. There, yes, there was one yeah. game. Chasing Antonio Pierce. That was the big play was, right there. That was the all red, all red socks. I believe we all went with at yeah. least the all the whole defense, so we wouldn't get fined. Were red, all red socks. We'd have to have the white showing. Yep, um, and if I remember correctly, Strahan had black cleats with red laces. I believe that is. I believe that's true. So my question is: Did you like the red, or did you not? Or you could do without the red. I love the red. He I love the, the all. Uh, love them. Well, let me ask you this, though. All right, so you like the red uniforms. How did you like the Panthers' uh, light blue uniforms back when you played? I liked them a lot. I liked them yeah. not as much as the all black, but okay. I liked them. Oh, all right. So I, I like that all one time. I don't know. It looks. I think it looks sweet. It makes you look 
slick and fast and all that. It makes you look athletic, which I, I didn't you. get too much of. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to have to improvise here because I can't ask that Titans question. Um, growing up, stick ball or wiffle ball? Stick ball. Really? Oh, old school. Oh, yeah. Wow. Old oh, school. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know oh, what? So, so I asked that question. Um, who did I ask that question to? Oh, I asked that question to Brandon Tierney because he grew up in Brooklyn. He's on with Tiki Barbers in the afternoon on WFAN. And he was yep. like, wiffle, wiffle ball. And I'm thinking, come from the streets, you play stickball. Here's yeah. a guy, he's a suburb guy in Ohio, and he's a, he's a stickball guy. Yeah, we got a wiffle ball We got a wiffle ball field in our backyard now with the boys, but because that's all they, they – they'll play wiffle ball for days, for hours at a mm-hmm. time. But when I was growing up, it was stickball. You took – you know, you had one little little stick and a ball and – go out to the elementary school and you get your single double triple and you know home run on the top of the building and you go play we used to use the broom handles that's what we do yep exactly yep. right uh, awesome all right so you're listening to another episode of the giants guys that's chase blackburn uh what's on your last couple of questions on the well, last one for me is what's on the horizon so you're you got otas ending you're in a good spot with Vrabel. super cool guy he brings you in that's exciting um How'd that go down? Uh, how, how did it go? You know, like you knew Vrabel already to some yeah. degree. Did they reach out to you guys? Like, was it something yeah. that, uh, okay. And then Craig Ackerman was, you know, special teams coordinator here and we've known each other for a while. And he's another Ohio guy, good fit. He actually coached at Miami when I was at Akron. So, I, you know, we kind of have all that going back. It was actually one of my first interviews to be an assistant back in 2016 uh, when I was trying to get into coaching. He was one of the guys that that was willing and uh, open to bringing me in for an interview and, and developed a good relationship. Didn't work out at that time, but it worked out now, and um, couldn't be couldn't be happier. And that's cool. It's a, it's a it's a good town, without a doubt. Anybody I've ever ever said they've gone to Tennessee is always you know good place to be. Yeah. All right, guys. What's your last? You got two. Go ahead, uh, Chris. You got something you want to ask, Mister? Oh, Blackwell? um, yeah. I don't want to backtrack, but Chase, just curious, just curious. You know, 2011, you only played, I think, five games when you came back to the Giants. Right. And in 2012, and maybe a lot of people may not remember this, you had 98 tackles in 2012. So after 2012, when you went to Carolina, were you anticipating coming back in 2013? Or was that pretty much a foregone conclusion that, you know, after 2012, you were you were going to pretty much uh, go on your way? No, no. I, I thought I was coming back. I actually had fully believed that I was coming back. Didn't quite work out. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they weren't willing to do it. And yeah. at that time with everything they had going with the, the roster management and all that, no hard feelings, obviously. Right. Um, and then obviously Dave Gettleman came from the Giants, was a fan of, of the way I played and, and thought that I could help develop some culture down in Carolina and bring some of that with them, uh, with me down there. And so that was enticing to me, um, as well as knowing Al Holcomb, who came from the Giants, was the linebacker coach down in Carolina. So there were some similarities that went down that way and it just didn't work out with, with the giants at that time for, they didn't want to give me a two-year contract and I was trying to get a two-year deal. And, um, but it's again, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's case, I was just telling uh, Craig and, and Chris before you hopped on, uh, you know, I was, I was, I remember week three, 2013 watching giants Panthers and they, the giants are just getting obliterated. And I, I, I wasn't quite paying attention that offseason. I look out and see number 93 on the Panthers chase. It's a black, but I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me because you were making so many plays in that game. 
Yeah. What, what, what were they thinking? Why isn't he playing for the Giants right now? This is horrible to watch. Yeah. For the Giants, was, not for you though. I mean, it was awesome. No, that was a fun. That was a fun one for me to kind of get a little. You know, sure. of course, I love the Giants, but it was a little bit of like, hey, I get an opportunity to go play. Right. Coach Bear called me in from at the hotel the night before and said, "You're starting tomorrow," and you know, we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna move. Hell you yeah! Know, you know, right. so they moved, we moved from John Beeson, who was a starter in front of me, and then I I beat and whatever took his took his spot and finished the rest of the year. Then then a week or two later, he was traded to the Giants. Um, so it was you know kind of a full circle effect mm-hmm. there. But um, another great another great linebacker, great player. And John um, was great. He just happened to be done at that time. Yeah, yeah the foot injury. Yeah, yeah. and that happened mean, that way. And not knocking him too because the dude was a stud. He oh just yeah. Happened- he just caught an injury bug and he couldn't get over it. You know, yeah. the poor guy just, you know, like I remember his first game as a giant, he had like 13 tackles yep. and, and never did it again. Like he just got poor guy just gotten that, that injury bug and he couldn't, he couldn't uh, pass it up. Yeah. Uh, Spartan. Um, I will say this. We, we've talked to at least five guys. They'll tell you the same type of story that Chase just told. We call it, he got reesed because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had, I mean, I had Kevin Boss tell me that he's at the airport getting on a plane to go to Oakland, you know, checking his phone, just waiting for the deal, like a, the deal yeah. that he asked for. He even said, like, go back and listen to the interview on, on the YouTube channel. Mike, he's like, I was willing to take a discount. I was willing to, you know, take a two year deal. He's like, I just wanted to come back on the airport. He's like, you know, basically in the runway, walking on the plane. Yeah. Hoping you didn't have to get on the plane. There's that's like kind of how it happened. Kind of the same situation. Like they offered yeah. the deal. I actually called the Giants and was like, "Here's what was on the table. I'll mm-hmm. tell you exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, I'll get close, get close, mm-hmm. and I'll come back." Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So, so what it is. any guy that you love to watch play, whether it was like Boss or Ballard or Chase, Dominic, he said all these guys, <laughs> they all got reached, dude. Every <laughs> single one of them got reached. All, all these dudes had like an extra couple years in them, and they, they played those remaining years for, for other teams. And it's a shame because you look at that time, they could have used that older leadership as they were bringing in newer talent. Um, you know, what's that? Let's not, let's not forget Plasco Bears also shot himself in the leg. I mean, that, that made a huge difference oh, too. Oh, oh, we're not we're not talking about that incident. <laughs> That's right. About that had extra couple years in the tank, Craig. All right, so uh, uh, people, we've got three events: the ninth annual Chase Blackburn Chasing the Cure Celebrity Golf Scramble on the twenty fourth, which um, I'm going to take care of when the show's over. We've got the sixth annual Blackburn Chasing the Cure five k walk and run for uh, on the twenty sixth, which would be Sunday. And of course, the free football camp. If people, if you know anyone that's in Western PA or Ohio, it's a free football camp with with college, high school, and and pros. I mean, free football camp. You don't find anything for free anywhere at any time. So, a free football camp is like a uh, hello. Like seriously, when's the last time yeah. anyone's given you anything free that's any good? It's amazing. So that's pretty cool. Well, thank. Well, Chase, uh, I know you don't want to hang out with us all night. Um, look, um, I'll t- I'll text you during the week. I've got. I told you I, I'm going to take a sponsorship. I'm going to get all that going, and then uh, I've got uh, some guys coming out to golf. So I'll make sure I take care of that this week. Done. Appreciate you. Thanks for yeah, having me on, fellas. Right Loved it. Appreciate Craig, you. Craig, you too. I'm going, to, I'm going to screw up with you with something on it as well, Craig. Oh, all right. Boom. All right, so we'll, Look we'll, it up. Okay, so I'm going to square up with something. We'll. Hey, man. I got the I got brother. the email from him, and I was like, I was like, I'm like, I love this guy. This guy's cool. You know, <laughs> and he's a good interview. He spent. I'm telling you. 
great. He spent 50 minutes with us in the parking lot last year while his boys were probably terrorizing his poor wife. <laughs> he's like, I was like, dude, you you, you got to go, man. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, my kids are probably running around the stadium. They probably, you yeah. know, they're probably doing everything they could, but that's you know, life. She's all doing it now. Hey, Chase, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, appreciate everything. Uh, good luck. Um, yeah. No offense. Don't want you to see you win against the Giants, but I hope I hope the special teams. Go sixteen and one this year, Chase. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Understood. And, uh, Get it. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk again. And uh, I got my fingers crossed that McGahee somehow wishes you back home. But that's a story for another day. Love it, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. Good luck, Chase. Thank, Thank you, Chase. Later, man.